Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Off the Books Podcast. Today, I need to actually say my name first. <laughs> I mean, you can do it either way. It's all of, it's our fucking show. That is true. <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want here, except say hurtful things. That is true. We're here to spread kindness and humor. I don't know about kindness, but we're just not dicks. We can be dicks. Okay, I'm a dick, but still. (laughs) Anyways, so as always, I'm Taylor. Join with me, the lovely Brandon. Yes, so since our our last time doing this, I have since reawakened. I am now an S-rank hunter. I want to be an S-rank hunter today, too. Oh, we have two reawakened beings. Whoop, whoop. Ooh. B-ranked S-rank and A-ranked S-rank. Hell yeah. <laughs> but today, if you didn't get from our opening, we are talking about the fourth volume mm-hmm. of Solo Leveling, the light novel. Yeah, the novel by Korean author Chu Gong. Dude, I'm so excited. I mean, and I did tell you I did not finish this one, but that was because I had some other shit going on. Right. So I was but busy. But you got a good way into mm-hmm. it yeah and you know this is this is i mean if you were to lump episodes that we do uh, of similar like of the same series of books this is our longest series mm-hmm. now it is yeah because we've done three of terminal list we've done uh we've done three from uh akatar or two we only did two which i really two. want to readdress going back and doing the third okay <clears throat> and we've done um, two from from Blood and Ash. There yeah. it is, that one. I forgot what it was for a second. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but we have a lot to get into. Yes, we do. There, I mean, there's one part of this book that's literally like more than half the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I've been. I feel like I've been teasing J- the Jeju Island arc for mm-hmm. at least the last three books because it's my favorite fucking part yeah like i just i can't wait for us to get into this me either all right so i think we've we've hyped it up enough mm-hmm. so let's get into it super excited let's go so we meet back up with our boy jen will right after he had defeated the demon monarch balon he had finally gotten the prize that he had desperately been trying to get, the purified blood of the Demon Monarch. With this purified blood, the spring water of Echo Forest, and the World Tree Fragment, he could finally create the Holy Water of Life. Uh, the last thing he wanted to do before leaving the Demon's Castle was find the corpse of the Wyron. Wyron. Wyvern. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that Balan had been riding. After a short short search, God, my, what is going on with my mouth? I don't know, but you're <laughs> pulling a me, and I'm a-okay with it, because oh it's not me doing it this time. My brain is fucking mush. <laughs> anyway, after a sh- short search, he found Iron, big old lovable oaf that he is, dragging the wyvern's corpse towards him. Uh, he was able to summon the shadow of the beast and named it Kaisel becoming his fifth named shadow. I liked this guy. Kaisel? Yeah. Yeah. He, he he's he, a cool guy. Shinwoo literally always calls him a big overgrown lizard. And I love that for him. 
I just also love Jin Woo and whatever he does goes I don't, in my book. I, I, so this just popped in my head. I saw a TikTok today of a dude that was doing Dungeons and Dragons stuff because I'm a nerd and I would love to play Dungeons and Dragons. But of course. Never, but never have. Anyways, he was talking about character or people that he plays with like coming up with new characters because this is not a character sheet for one of them because this isn't a character sheet this is literally just a piece of paper that says small lizard on it (laughs) (laughs) and it was s-m-o-l small lizard (laughs) i do love when people spell that that way (laughs) especially like with cats i find it hilarious so small so small anyways uh, once finished summoning, he no- the summoning, he noticed the rewards for completing the Demon Souls 2 quest had come through. One of the rewards was a skill of the highest order, and this skill was Shadow Exchange. This allowed him to change spots with one of his shadows, regardless of where they were. He immediately tested this. Excuse me, that tasted like pizza. He, That's so gross. <laughs> he immediately tested this with one of his shadows. He had left on patrol within his neighborhood and was immediately transferred to the alley he had originally dispatched the shadows from. Once back in Seoul, Jin Woo summoned Kaesel and flew to his mother's hospital. He used Ruler's hand to unlock the window to her room and let himself in, rather than going through the main entrance. Because that's just what Jin Woo does. Because <laughs> that's what heroes do. No, I I did like that he didn't want to cause a scene. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he caused a scene, then his mom would know things that he didn't want her to know yet. He caused a scene anyway. Of course he did. Because He's people a started dramatic queen. Because people saw a flying fucking dragon essentially i mean people should just know that it's jin woo and just <laughs> in the leave middle it at that soul they started taking pictures do you have an do you see an issue with that because i don't i mean at the time it was an issue for him because he was trying to keep he was trying Low to key. stay on that dl he was trying to stay on the down low but he mm. was like at that moment he was like fuck the dl <laughs> fuck the dl i want to see my mama it's so sweet. I almost cried reading this part. Mm-hmm. You will cry in probably book seven. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's probably Actually, I take that back. It's probably book eight. You know, I'm nine. due for a good qu- cry, so bring it on. Yeah, we're all good for a good cry. Cry. <laughs> Just let me cry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this was the moment that he had waited for ever since he found the recipe for the holy water. He fed the drink to his mother and sat down to wait for the results. After a moment or so... I gotta remember how to say it, pronounce this. Kyung Hee uh, took a deep breath as the color started to come back to her face. She opened her eyes and saw Jin Woo sitting there in her room. She asked him how long she had been asleep, to which Jin Woo answered just over four years. And internally he thought, I could tell you the amount of days. It's so sad. Like he gets her. It's just, it's heartwarming. Yes. That. He did all this shit. He got strong. He got the the fame. And yet, the, I mean, realistically, for, this is what everybody should think about. But for him to go from the d- demon's castle straight to his mom, it's super cool. For all the bravado that he shows and mm-hmm. the toughness and strength at heart, 
He's just a boy that wanted his mother back. He just wants his mommy. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just doing it for him as well. He was doing it for Jinha. Yeah. Because he is a good older brother. And uh, I... Jinwoo is my man. Everybody knows this. He is taken by me. I think I think there's a, a certain hunter that might want to fight you because of that. She can fight me. <laughs> I'm an S rank hunter right now. <laughs> fight me. All right, where was I? Um Kyung Hee asked where Jinha was and how she was doing. Jin Woo told her that she was doing just fine, with tears starting to fall down his cheeks. She grabbed his hand and thanked him for keeping the promise he had made to her all those years ago, which he never considered a promise in itself. It was just what he had to do in taking care of his sister. My boy. The next day, Gina got to the hospital as quickly as she could and leapt into her mother's arms crying the whole time. This scene was so emotional. Mm-hmm. See, now you got to see the manga for it. Oh, I don't think I can do it. Like, I, I already cried with this part. Just reading it. I don't know if I can see it. And if you cried for it, I can only imagine if your sister would read through this. Because oh my God. she cries at the smallest things. Dude, Washington got a touchdown the other day. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. She cried. I was wa- For Heineke, she cried. I was watching... I watched a barbecue competition on Netflix. (laughs) She saw half of one episode with me and cried when the dude got eliminated because his backstory was so sweet. It's called a competition for a reason, sweetheart. (laughs) Don't play no games. And and that's one of that is one of the things I love about her. She can be the emotional one for us because I tend to keep my emotions in. She mm-hmm. keeps her emotions out. But it's like I balance. think she's also cried multiple times at the voice when it they go through there. like the the backstory of like my house burned down and I mean it's sad. I'm not saying that it's not sad. It's sad. Yeah. But she goes yeah. she goes off the rails. Kyung Hee's doctors wanted to keep her in the hospital as long as they could to study her recovery and profit off her being in the hospital. Be profit off being the hospital that was that the only person to ever recover from the endless sleep disorder. But after speaking with Jin Woo and realizing who he was, they released her without a fuss. Yep. <laughs> The first thing they did once they got home was clean the house since Jinha had made a mess of the place while Jinwoo had been in the demon's castle. And Jinwoo referred to these days as some of the best of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he woke up the next morning and his mom was there making breakfast. And it was so sweet because he even said something like uh, about like how he would he forgot the the feeling to wake up and his mom be there Mm -hmm. making breakfast and and all that so i'm just so glad that our our boy got this moment again you know yeah i mean he he said that with her back in the home it it started to bring color back to their home Mm -hmm. which you know he was he's a very very sweet boy yeah and i agree like 
in any instance, I think everybody understands when you lose somebody that's so a part of of the family, you you feel parts of the house are missing. Mm-hmm. So now that the sweet part is over, Ooh. we need to do a little bit of backtracking. Yes. Because in the last book, we really did not discuss this part. Mm-mm. Because I, I do feel like it would have given a, a lot away for this arc. I agree. So, Jeju Island is an island off of Korea that four years prior to the story, an S-rank gate had shown up there and it broke. All the monsters was within were released and they overran the island. Uh, Korea had tried three times prior to this to retake the island, uh, failing all three times, and in the third attempt, even losing one of their very few S-rank hunters. Mm-hmm. That that had actually been so traumatic that one of the S-rank hunters that they still had retired after that. Yeah. And he had been the only S-rank hunter to ever retire because of how much money and fame they can get. Mm-hmm. So Japan, and this is why there's controversy with, with a Japanese studio doing this and why there's a different version of this book in Japan. Yeah. So Japan's Hunters Association decided to feign that they were going to help the Korean Hunters Association in retanking Jeju Island. Mm-hmm. They were going to offer up the help of 20 of their 21 S-rank hunters um, to basically distract the ants so that, that Korea's S-rank hunters could go in, assault the queen and whatnot. And then they were going to leave the island and leave the Korean hunters to die. Yep. And then when Korea needed the help, Japan would come in, give them help, and essentially forcibly take over Korea and make it a Japanese province. They were trying to recreate the Japanese empire. Yep. And I agree with you. Like, I think, and I hope they do it to th- for the, you know, actual anime coming out, that they make it not m- political like that. I mean, obviously it has to be political to some sort of way, <laughs> but I hope they do it right. Yeah. So... The day following the following day, Jinwoo received a call from President Go of the Korean Hunters Association, who asked to meet with him. Uh, Jinwoo came to the, to the Hunters Association headquarters, where President Go asked him to join the raid team for Jeju Island. Jinwoo wanted to join the team on the spot, but remember how his mother had been for months after his father disappeared within the gate. And he didn't want to put her through that stress again, especially just after getting out of the hospital, just waking up. So he declined to join the team. While leaving, Jinwoo sensed high-rank hunters fighting nearby, which President Go told him was the other S-rank hunters training in the gym next door. He also told Jinwoo that Ryuji Goto, Japan's strongest hunter, uh, was also here overseeing the Korean hunters' training. So in the book, it it's just Goto there. Was it? Yes. I he, thought there were other... There's no other Japanese hunters there. It's just You mean Goto. in the Manhua? In the Manhua. Manhua. All yeah. the Japanese hunters are there. 
all the Japanese hunters that are going to and like so you get to see the other Japanese S rank hunters. And because I there's actually thought I read that they were there. There's actually a sparring session in the Mangwa where four Japanese hunters take on four Korean hunters, including Heian, uh Yunho Beck, Dong Wook Ma, and uh Joeen Che. Interesting. Yes. And outside of Heian, mm-hmm. the other Korean hunters get beaten. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we love Heian. Yes. Because she just- she she is without Jin Wu being being an S rank hunter, she is the second strongest S rank hunter. I agree. Yeah. The strongest is accident is actually Gung Hee Go. President Gung Hee Go. Yeah. Who is eighty years old and has a heart condition. So he can't fight. Bless his heart. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So <clears throat> when Jin Wu arrived in the gym, Yun Ho Beck and Dong Wook Ma were sparring while being watched over by the other S-rank hunters, Ryuji, and most of the Hunters Association staff. Ryuji didn't see much promise in the Korean hunters when comparing them to the Japanese hunters, except in Heian. He thought that they were all weak and that their plan would go off without a hitch. Once he saw Jin Woo, though, he wanted to learn more about Korea's new mysterious S-rank. Due to the fact that he couldn't sense Jin Woo's presence, Ryuji assumed Jin Woo was an assassin-class hunter, and was utterly shocked when he found out that he was actually a mage class. Ryuji approached Jin Wu and through a translator asked him to spar. Jin Wu, being the absolute mad lad that he is, <laughs> uh, smiled and responded that he would only he only would if Ryuji went all out. Mm-hmm. If he gave it his all. Yes. This enraged Ryuji that this ignorant and overconfident Korean hunter would actually mock him like this. Because I think in the book he said, is this guy arrogant or ignorant? Mm -hmm. Because he's like, does he not know who the fuck I am? Exactly. Because I will say this, uh, to this point, without without Jin Woo, Mm -hmm. Ryuji is probably the second strongest hunter in Asia. Yeah. Mm. I take that back. He's probably the third... Because there's there's an a national level hunter in India. Oh and there's also yeah. there's also one in China. Mm-hmm. Which in China they're I will just I'm just gonna put this out there now. China's ranking system is all weird, so they don't do the S to E class ranking like everyone else. Mm-hmm. They do it by stars. And this dude is the only seven star hunter in China. Gotcha. And I'm not even sure if there's any other six stars in China. It's interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Heian looked on, wondering if she should try and stop Jin Wu from fighting, but remembered the look that he gave her not to get involved during the A-rank gate incident. She also knew that she shouldn't try and stop her hero because he could do, he could more than hold his own against Ryuji. I thought it was interesting that in this moment she referred to him as her hero. Agreed. I never caught on to that. I, I wanted to put it in here f- to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. I never caught on to that. It's almost like he's her white knight. Mm. Yeah. Bitch, so. get out of the way. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> 
So once the fight started, Jinwoo began matching his speed to Ryuji to either dodge or block the assault, and even started goading Ru Ryuji into attacking him more aggressively. Everyone there, with the exception of Heian and Yunho Beck, thought, wow, Jinwoo's actually keeping up with him. They were the only ones that realized, no, Jinwoo is playing him right now. Mm -hmm. And then more people started going around and like watching them in a circle. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> Jinwoo started to feel the bloodlust coming from Ryuji and began to worry that he would get an urgent quest from the system, from the system to kill Ryuji. To stop this from happening, Jinwoo caught Ryuji's wrist and started to force mana into his arm, which he pulled back to strike. This was the first time that Ryuji had felt, felt death was coming for him. Like, he said all, all he could see was the word death ahead of him. Hmm. Well, when you go against someone as powerful as Jinwoo, yes. like, the only thing is death, or maybe he'll, he'll you know, mm -hmm. give you a pass. And then expect you to never come around again. Yeah. Uh, but before the strike could land, Yunho and Heian jumped into the fray and restrained Jin Wu from killing Ryuji. Ryuji left immediately and called President Matsumoto of the Japanese Hunters Association to tell him about Jin Wu. He was surprised to hear that Jin Wu was not listed on the Korean hunters participating in the Jeju Island raid. Because, I mean... He's like, this dude is going to be a problem for us. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if he's there. I don't know if, if our plan is going to go off if he's involved. Oh, 100% agreed. I think if he was there, well, I'll just wait for my comment. Because <laughs> I'm like, we haven't gone there yet. I'll wait for my comment. So, the day of the raid, 20 Japanese hunters, led by Ryuji, landed on the island in four different places to set off EMPs to draw the ants from the queen's lair. Meanwhile, the Korean hunters, Yunho Baek, Heian Cha, Jonin Che, Tegu Lim, Dongwook Ma, and Byu Gong Min, as well as one A-ranked cameraman. <laughs> Bless that cameraman's heart. <clears throat> Were, Excuse me. were okay. dropped onto the island by a helicopter to attack the queen's <laughs> lair to kill the queen and her elite guards. The Korean hunters fought their way deep into the lair until they confronted the queen herself. The Japanese hunters were killing the ants that came out of the queen's lair when Ryuji told, was told that the Japanese command center had lost contact with the team closest to the lair. This deeply concerned Ryuji because he's like, that team has five of our strongest hunters of the 20 mm -hmm. that are here. Yeah. Like, if we lose them, it's a bad day for us. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> um, what Ryuji and his team found when they got to the last known location of the missing team were that the hunters had been massacred by an unknown force. Each of them had had their heads ripped out. I'm just going to let that sit for a second. Yeah. And you said which team was that? I'm sorry. That was that was team three. Yeah. Okay. That was team three from the Japanese force. So Ryuji immediately ordered the retreat of the other two Japanese teams before realizing that he and his team had been surrounded by ants. Mm -hmm. The Korean hunters fought and killed the elite guards of the ant queen before turning their attention on the queen herself. 
The hunters bombarded the queen with every ounce of power at their command, but before Hayen could deliver the finishing blow, the queen let out a blood-curdling scream that seemed to call for reinforcements. The Korean hunters started to exit the lair before they felt the air change in the cavern. Out of the darkness walked an ant on two legs whose presence they could not sense. I'm just going to put it this way. If you can't, if you're a high rank hunter mm-hmm. and you can't sense something or someone's presence, even though you're looking at them, fucking run. Oh, 100%. Fucking run. The but ant- <clears throat> this thing was. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I mean, they refer to it as the Ant King. I just have it in here as the Ant. Yeah. But the Ant King. Yeah. Uh, The Ant King quickly made his way past the Korean hunters to the body of the Ant Queen before turning on the hunters. He let out his own blood-curdling scream that actually dropped everyone to their knees with the exception of Hayen. He quickly knocked Hayen out with one punch before starting to torment and decimate the other hunters. Hmm. Dongwook tried to wrap the ant up in a bear hug to immobilize him, but it increased its size, severing both of Dongwook's arms. I think they put up a good fight. I don't even know if you could call it that. No, but I think with what they had to offer, they at least stay. I don't know. I'm just trying to give these people the benefit of the doubt, man. He then slashed Joey in the gut, nearly disemboweling him. Byung-gu tried his best to continue to heal the hunters as they got hurt, hiding his presence using his one defensive skill, camouflage. The only drawback to this skill was that he had to stay in one place while using it. The ant realized that there was a healer in the group and grabbed Dong-wook and started breaking the bones in his legs to find Byung-gu. Uh, once the healing magic started to flow into Dong Wook, the ant was able to realize the location of the party's healer. Uh, the ant attacked in an instant, shoving his arm through Bune's stomach. He tried to tell the other hunters to run before having his head eaten by the ant. Those poor people. The ant began to talk after eating Byungu's head, calling the hunters weak before attacking Yunho and asking who was their king. That part creeped me the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. I knew we had um, other creatures from, I think it was the second book. It was the... Red Gate, that they could talk to Jin Wu. Mm-hmm. That he was able to speak the beast's language. Exactly. But, but, this, but this, the Ant t- King is speaking Korean. Exactly. That's where it's creepy as shit. Yes. Yunho told the ant that their king was outside, and the ant left the cavern while ordering the other ants to attack the hunters. Ryuji and his team were about to leave the island when they were confronted by the Ant King. When asked if he was the king, Ryuji responded with, Yeah, I'm the king. So fucking cocky. Before having his head removed from his body. (laughs) And this is where my comment was going to be. 
if Jinwoo was there, he would have killed all of them before the ant even got to them. Mm-hmm. Because of how the one guy is. Yeah. So, um, where was I? Uh, the rest of Ryuji's team lasted just as long as he did before all of them were consumed by the ant. The Korean hunters were fighting for their lives, trying to push back the waves of ants attacking while trying to protect Heian, Dongwook, and Joeen. Um, the cameraman is even fighting at this point. The cameraman and Yunho were being beaten down when Yunho felt the present behind him and looked back to see a knight in all black before hearing the word exchange. Dude, the excitement that went through my toes. So, so happy. It was like that that excitement that you got when you realized that the latest uh, Spider-Man movie had the other two older Spider-Mans. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you, now you know. Now you know. But <laughs> you, you there's should know so at this point. yeah, there's so many teasers and spoilers of that, but yeah, I mean the excitement that went through me during this when I just saw, saw exchange, I was like, "My boy, <laughs> he's here. He's saving the day." So Jinwoo had finally shown up on the scene summoning his soldiers to push back the ants while starting to heal the Korean hunters. He and his soldiers made short work of the ants while summoning while summoning more of the slain beasts into his army. The ant king that had tortured the other hunters showed back up and challenged J- Jinwoo to the dismay of everyone else. The ant king buffed himself up with mana and struck Jinwoo in the face, which... <laughs> which he withstood to the shock of everyone. Jinwoo started attacking the ant with his daggers before realizing that he wasn't making a scratch on the ant's hard exoskeleton. So, Jinwoo did what he always does. He went with plan B and used his motherfucking fists. If we don't say that at least once. Because he does it in every single book. I agree. But if (laughs) if we don't have you say that every single time... Are we really talking about solo leveling? Well, I just, I loved that, that I said to you earlier, I was like, yeah, Jin Woo went with plan B. And you're like, I love how I know exactly what I'm, <laughs> what you're talking about when you say that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I finally understand something. <laughs> like, I got so excited, man. So through pure strength, uh, Jin Woo was able to crack the, el- the exoskeleton and put the Ant King on his heels. The Ant King thought that if he used speed against Jin Woo, he could get the other the upper hand. Just gonna tell you now, man. Big fucking mistake. Mm-hmm. Jin Woo quickly overpowered the Ant King using his newly maxed out dagger skill, mutilation, <laughs> to deliver the finishing blow. With the two leaders of the ants dead, the remaining ants scattered all across the island to try and escape Jin Woo and his soldiers. After the fight. Yunho called out to Jinwoo about Heian. Her life force was dwindling. Jinwoo knew that even on Kaesel, he wouldn't make it to a hospital in time on the mainland with adequate, adequate healers to save her. But he had an idea. Jinwoo asked the cameraman to turn, his, turn off his camera, which he agreed to with a little persuasion. Mm-hmm. He basically said, 
um, if, if, if you don't turn it off, I'm going to break it. Yeah. And he did say he felt bad for threatening, threatening the guy. Right. But the cameraman quickly understood why Jinwoo had asked him to do that. Yeah. Um, he then found Byung-gu's body and summoned his shadow. Without any communication, the shadow knew what to do and started healing Heian. Almost instantly, she, the color started coming back to her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few moments, the shadow finished and had saved Heian's life. Jinwoo then released the former S-ranked healer's shadow and helped the hunters out of the cavern before staying behind to finish off the rest of the ants. And I love that... Um when they when he talked about this scene he was just cradling her in his mm-hmm. arms and i was like that's so sad <coughs> and then when this will jump maybe a little bit ahead but i think i can say it when she it's going to be what's coming up right now okay can i say it or no yeah okay perfect when she woke up mm-hmm. she was like where and somebody was like you're in a helicopter you're we're, back at the head at yeah Hunters association headquarters yep we're getting you out of there um jin Wu stuck behind hunter sunks well they didn't even behind. tell her that she she was like she could feel him she and could smell him she could smell that he'd been around her and was like was hunter sung there and they were like yeah and she's like i knew it wasn't just a dream and then went back to sleep. Yeah. It's <laughs> so sad. Um, oh, God. My vision just went blurry for a second there. Sorry. I've been looking at a computer screen for the last few hours. and it, mm-hmm. It's messing with my eyes. Uh, he was determined. Jinwoo was determined to get to level 100 before trying to summon the Ant King. Yeah. Uh, after killing the remaining ants and eggs left on the island, he finally reached level 100 and sh- summoned the Ant King's shadow, naming him Beiru, uh, becoming his sixth named shadow and his first general level mm-hmm. shadow. Beiru can also talk. And he's like, fucking what? What? <laughs> But he also said something like, do you, I killed you. Like, why do you feel so easily to And he's like, because, follow me? because I was reborn. Mm-hmm. He was like, I have new purpose in life to, to follow my king. And he even calls him like, it will like be like dot, dot, dot after his statement and then go master. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, a little spicy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Beiru is honestly fucking hilarious. I mm-hmm. Beiru is my favorite of his chat of his shadows. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like that was so loud <laughs> in my my ears. No, like I love Iron just because he's a lovable oaf. Mm-hmm. But but no, Beiru is probably my favorite of all of his shadows just because of some of the dumb antics that he gets into at times. Yeah. Where like you'll see like in the manga, you'll see like just his head pop out of his shadow and just be like, My king, do you need me for this? And he's like, Beiru, get the fuck back in there. <laughs> get away. <laughs> I don't need you right now. <laughs> so after clearing the island of all the ants, Jinwoo hops on Kaisel and basically says, Fuck it. Because the cameraman 
that had been with the S-Rank Hunters on mm-hmm. Jeju had been li- basically live streaming the entire fight. Yeah. Um, so everyone saw Jin Woo be Jin Woo. Exactly. And fuck everyone up. <laughs> so he takes Kaisel and flies directly to the Hunters Association headquarters, landing it right outside. The su- like, that's like a Tony Stark thing, yeah. you know? So the surveillance team had tracked a large mana beast coming into Seoul. So they came out brandishing weapons just to see Jin Woo slide off it. And like, hey, and he's like, hey, I need to talk with President Go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, he's at the hospital. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll come back another day. And they're like, no, 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 wait, wait. Please come, like, come inside. Come inside. We'll, we'll go ahead and call him. So they call President Go because President Go was at the hospital with Hayen mm-hmm. checking on her. And um, his secretary gets a phone call, which president goes like, yeah, take it, take it, take it. And he's like, hello. Wait, he did what? He wants to meet with the president. And the president's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to meet with anyone today. And he's like, it's, um, it's Hunter Jinwoo song. And he goes, Hunter song? song? I'll be right there. <laughs> he's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would be there faster if he had his own dragon to ride. <laughs> So uh, he tells Hunter, uh, President Go that all the ants are dead. Mm-hmm. Because the original plan was they would take out the queen and then let the, the other ones the die. The normal by lifespan of these ants mm-hmm. is a year. So they figured, you know, in a year we'll be able to go back, collect the essence stones mm-hmm. and shit like that. Of course, when Jin Wu was taking out the eggs, all of the eggs that were there were all winged ants, they could all fly. And he even thought he was like, I can only imagine if Beiru as the ant king and these winged ants would have, would have been allowed to survive, to hatch, and then attack mainland Korea or Japan or China. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. So Yeah. He and I was even thinking like, oh, he just wanted the experience. And, you know, the level points. But when you think about it that way, he really did a favor. Yeah. But no, he killed them all because it specifically was for the experience points. I know. But (laughs) having that other thought behind it, too. He also found Ryuji Goto's goop that was left, I guess. Because his body wasn't really there, but there was just matter. Mm-hmm. But in that, he found the black box from their communicator and heard all of the communications that had been going on between Ryuji's team and Japanese command, which he then handed over to President Go. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the Knights Guild, which was one of the top five guilds in Korea that we've never talked about until this book. Yeah. Because they don't have any S-rank hunters. They couldn't help in this raid mm-hmm. so their elite strike force as well as some special forces from the military went to jeju island to retrieve uh hunter min's body mm-hmm. they were confronted by two creatures that knocked all of them unconscious and those were two of the monarchs 
Yeah. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. True. Yes. And what they were talking, they were like, was he here? Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, yes, he was here. What they were talking about was Jin Wu. That's what that meant? Because he is the shadow monarch. (gasps) True. They were not necessarily... Talking... Take talking about Jin Wu, mm-hmm. but they were talking about the Shadow Monarch. Mm-hmm. What um, happens to be him, which he is in possession of right now. Yeah, and that comes really full circle in the next, like in the next uh, book. Um, what was I, I was looking for? Something here. Hold on a second. I, I'm I, I'm sorry. You're good. I'm trying to remember what the other thing is. Um, Ah, that's it. They also say that there is one in Korea. And what they are referring to is a ruler. Like the shadow ruler? Mm Mm-mm. The rulers... Or a different entity than a monarch. Oh. That fight against the monarchs. Oh. Yes. They have been at war for thousands of years. Do you? Yes. That's what I was looking for. So, sorry. I had to just go on that little tangent for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two monarchs knock out all of the special forces and all of the high rank hunters from the Knights Guild. Because while the Knights Guild does not have any S rank hunters, they have the highest number of A rank hunters in Korea. And that's how they're able to stay as a top five guild. Interesting. Yes. Oh my god. I swear to God, when we do episodes like this, my phone goes off so fucking much. I was about to say, you get more friends when this goes on. It's not more. It's just the same ones. And especially (laughs) like there's probably a foot. I think the football game has started. So they're probably talking about that. That makes sense. And knowing two of them because they're degenerate gamblers, they're probably putting in bets on the football game. True. I mean, they're not degenerate gamblers. They're just degenerates. (laughs) They're just degenerates. (laughs) That makes sense. <clears throat> so, um, after Jinwoo meets with President Go, he goes home and tells his mother everything. Mm-hmm. Tells her about how he's a hunter, he's an S-rank hunter, um, and about how he wants to continue doing it. Yeah. And she understands and accepts that, which he was very nervous about. Mm-hmm. He, he did not think that she would accept it with what happened with his father. And I think she, I think she definitely had reason to be nervous, obviously, because of, of his father. But I also didn't think she'd be the person to deny him that right, given his rank and what he can do. Even though she doesn't know all of it yet. Right. He's been in the news and she will probably see that with days to come mm-hmm. if she pays attention. So... 
after he had had that conversation with his mother, Jin Wu visited Jin Ho at the guild office. Mm-hmm. Um, and finds Jin Ho furiously typing away at the computer, um, threatening people online <laughs> that try to badmouth Jin Wu with legal action. This is my boy. <laughs> and Jin Woo was like, you know, I had heard that someone was doing this, but I never expected it to be Jin Ho. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's your boy, Jin Woo. That's your brother. Uh, so Jin Ho asked Jin Woo a very important question about what the name of the guild should mm-hmm. be. And he had had a few ideas and whatnot, you know, kind of combining their names and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jin Woo responds with uh, what I think is one of the greatest guild names of all time. Hmm. The Solo Play Guild. <laughs> and Jin Ho's like, are you fucking kidding me? Hats he's, off to he's him. A, he's just thinking, he's like, I don't want to be part of a guild called the fucking Solo Play Guild. Yeah. I would have said, like, solo level, you know? Because Jin, Jin Ho had told Jin Woo that they, he had put out an ad looking for a third member. Because they need at least three, me- three founding members to start mm-hmm. the guild. They need a president, a vice president, and a guild member. Mm-hmm. They had already gotten almost 300 applications Woo. in, like, two days. That's not surprising, though. No. Considering it's Jin Wu. Right. So once he leaves the office, Jin Wu goes to uh, Hunter Min's funeral. Where he sees the other S-rank hunters and Hayen doesn't really know how to react to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, just, just act cool. Act cool. Just, just be, be stone face. Blank, <laughs> blank expression. But inside, she's like, oh, my God, he's right there. What do I say to him? Can I say something to him? Can I talk to him? Does he want to talk to me? Should I go over there? And Yoon Ho's just like, hey, 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 calm down. Yeah. <laughs> You're cool. I just think it's funny that that the person in this book that, like, really is is the most protective of Hayen is not her guild's president, Joeen, mm-hmm. but it's Yoon Ho. I did get the sense of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I li- like. I I really like. I've liked Yoon Ho from the beginning. I did too. Yeah. I like. He has a good attitude. Mm-hmm. So I at agree. The, at the beginning, he comes across as a little bit like aggressive and a little mm-hmm. intense, mm-hmm. but you see him soften over time, and especially at this point, because Hunter Min was one of his best friends. Yeah. So. Um, at the funeral, he's actually confronted by Hunter Min's mother. And everyone is like, oh my God, is she going to like kick him out? Is she going to yell at him and whatnot? And she'd actually been the person to invite him to the funeral. And she thanked him for killing all of the ants so that they could retrieve her son's body so that he could be buried in a timely manner and mm-hmm. didn't have to sit in that cave for over a year. No, I agree. I think I I didn't think she would have had any issues with him being there. Given Well, there was a lot of people online that were like why didn't Jin Hu Jin Woo get in 
involved early. Like, if he would have, Hunter Min wouldn't have died. And I all this agree. Kind of stuff. But I think you also have to look at it uh, the other <clears throat> way where, you know, he never said he was going to get involved. You know, if, if he had said, yes, I'm going to get involved and yes, I'll be there. And then just didn't show up for an amount of time. That's where I would have been more like, okay, that's fucked up. But the way that they saw it was almost every S-rank hunter in Japan was going. The only yeah. S-rank hunter that didn't go was forced to stay in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he was the only S-rank hunter in Korea that didn't go. Mm-hmm. But President Go, helping out our boy like he always does. Of course. Put out a press release saying that they had actually had Jin Woo on standby nearby in case things went wrong just because, you know, he had was a new S-rank hunter and didn't have mm-hmm. any experience in high-level dungeons. Since people don't know that he's already taken out, like, four fucking high-level dungeons at this point, basically yeah. by himself. Exactly. Uh, no, by himself. <laughs> basically. <laughs> no, it was by himself. But now people are starting to say, well... Is Jin could Jin Wu be considered a national level hunter because he basically took out this S rank dungeon by himself? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, no, I don't think so. Like, it, if it happens, it'll come in time, like, and whatnot. But you know, our boy yeah. Jin Wu was the most powerful hunter in the fucking world. Of course, yes. But I like that president. Go go. Thank you. President Go did release something mm-hmm. because it, it was only fair that he said, hey, we told him stay back until things went wrong. Mm-hmm. So while he was leaving the funeral, Jinwoo was approached by a man from a certain organization that says that he has information for Jinwoo and needs him to come meet his boss. Now, is this the guy from the U.S.? Okay. So, Jin Woo was approached by the American government about immigrating. Mm-hmm. And essentially defecting from Korea to become an American citizen. So, he meets with the deputy director of... Um, the hell do they call it? The Hunter Command Center of America which is their version of the Hunters Association. Mm-hmm. He slides citizenship papers across the table to Jin Woo and says, it takes some people two to three years to become citizens. One second. That's all it will take for you to become an American citizen if you accept coming to the U.S. <laughs> Just to sweeten the pot a little bit, he introduces Jin Woo to a woman by the name of Norma Selner, the upgrader. So Norma is a hunter mm-hmm. that they say has more security than the U.S. president because of how valuable she is to the Hunter Command Center of America. That makes sense. She... <clears throat> Helps hunters upgrade their abilities. Mm-hmm. And she can only do it like three times a year max most most times because it takes her such a recovery. But the hunters that she helps see 20 to 30% more in their abilities. And Jin Woo's thinking, wow, that would put all of my stats like over 300. 
Yeah. I love that he's always thinking that. Yeah. That would, that would really increase my stats. So Norma tells tells him it takes three sessions to do this. But once I have the first session with someone, they always keep coming back for more. So Norma starts looking into Jinwoo's eyes to see into him, mm-hmm. to help him upgrade. And she sees him looking back at her. From the darkness. And starts to panic. Yeah, because that's that's never happened to her before. To the point that her security team pulls guns on Jinwoo. And the deputy director is like, what the fuck are you crazy son? Put your fucking guns away. Mm -hmm. So Jinwoo turns, turns down their offer. And he asks Norma, he goes, what, what happened? What did you see? Mm-hmm. And she tells him, I saw the darkness looking back at me. She goes, he is a king. He, he is a, someone of a different level that we have never seen before. Don't mind me just dancing over here for my boy. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I gotta love him. Gotta love him. I mean, that strength. Yeah. Whoo. So Jinwoo comes back to his guild office. Um, and Jinho is sitting there waiting for him. And he starts talking about the applicants. And he goes, oh, yeah, have you found anyone yet? And he goes, well, I, I wanted to say, so, you know, talk to you about that. And he mm-hmm. goes, well, how long has she been here? And Jinho's like, what? And he goes, how long has she been here? And he goes, oh, oh, uh, she's been, you know, here for like an hour or so waiting for you. So he walks into his conference room and sitting there waiting for him, wanting to join his guild is Hayen Cha. My girl. <laughs> I mean, if there's ever going to be a guild that's unstoppable, definitely Jin Woo's in it. And Hayen is just right right behind him, just ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. So, this is the part that I was talking to you about earlier, where I was like, mm-hmm. I love Jinwoo, but he's dense as fuck. Oh, 100%. Because they're talking about how Hayen has her normal blank expression on, but he can tell her heart rate is up, she's kind of fidgeting a little bit. Her blood's really pumping, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What's what? Like, what's what's going on with her? Am I intimidating her or something like that?" She likes you, like, bro. Fu- how many fucking signals does she need to drop? Like, she just wants to climb him like a tree that he is, and he's like, "Where's the tree? You bitch, <laughs> you're the tree." <laughs> so. Damn. Jin Woo says, okay, well, what about your exit fee from the Hunter's Guild? Because you're still under contract with them. She goes, yeah. I can afford it. I can pay it. And he's like, okay, well, I have a test that all new hunt, all new members will need to pass. He says, is it okay if I, I hold you? And she's like, huh? And then he pulls her in for like a hug and she's like, huh? Huh? And then they, he uses shadow exchange 
to go to the the gym at the Hunters Association headquarters. Which he was also using this for a test to see if he could actually do it with two people. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I do love him. I will always love him. But sometimes he is very selfish when it comes to understanding how far he can push his own boundaries. Mm -hmm. And and I get it. Like, you want to know. But I do think sometimes he is a little bit too selfish. So, like I was telling you earlier... They they get to the gym and, you know, turn all the lights turn on. Mm-hmm. And President Go is sitting in his office next door and calls his secretary and goes, does someone have the gym rented out tonight? And they're like, nope, no one's on the schedule. And he's like, can you turn the security cameras in there that feed on in my office, please? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's sure. Turns on the sees the security footage and all he sees is Jin Woo and Heian embracing and he's like huh <laughs> well it's good to be young and he's like this kind of makes sense honestly but they want to keep it out of the public eye and then he calls the secretary back and goes hey you think you could turn off the security cameras in the gym and the secretary's like what why and he goes just just do it just turn the security cameras off in there it's fine I'm telling you to. <laughs> I just find that so funny. That President Go is just ready to, to back up a, a brother. You know, he's like, he needs to get some. He's Turn he's, off the cameras. He's playing a wingman without even like... Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. So, um, Jin Woo has Heian fight Egress. And at this point, Egress had been given the demon monarch Balan's sword, the one that like lightning and thunder fucking shoot out of. Mm-hmm. He'd given that to Egress. So he's like, Hey, I'm going to take this from you, <laughs> but use your other shit and fight her. Yeah. And Hayen beats the shit out of Egress. Like that makes sense. fairly easily. Yeah. And he's like, huh? Well, that didn't fucking work like I wanted it to. And she goes, no, I told you I want to fight your strongest summon. Mm-hmm. Because she's aware that Jin Woo must have gone back and gotten the shadow of the Ant King. Yeah. So he summons Beiru. And it scares the shit out of Heian. Oh, obviously. But Jin Woo tells Beiru, if you hurt her, I will never summon you again. And this is why he's also super dense. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you not understand the the mutual attraction that's going on? Right. Right. So, Beiru fights with Heian and is beating her pretty bad. He actually breaks the training sword that she's using. But Heian has, like, one special move, like, tucked up her sleeve mm-hmm. and starts to use it. And Beiru takes it as a threat against his master. Yeah. So Beiru goes into fucking rampage mode and is about to kill Heian. And Heian's like, this is it. Close, I'm dead. Closes her eyes. She goes, this is where I'm going to die. And at the last second, he- Jin Wu sweeps in, scoops Heian up, stops Beiru with one hand. 
and throws him across the room. And Beirut's like, I'm sorry, my king. I'm sorry, my king. <laughs> I'm sorry, master. <laughs> and Jin Woo's like, what? I don't understand why why you want to join this guild so bad. Like, you're already the vice president of the strongest guild in Korea. Like, mm-hmm. wh- are you are you interested in me or something? And Hayen drops a bomb and goes, yeah, I think I am. Which is honestly very typical for Hayen to say something like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I think it's like, I don't know. I just think it's so sweet. It's just so sweet for them to be together. Wait until they start actually spending time together. Mm. That'll be in the future books. So uh, Jin Woo goes home. And he's telling Gina and his mom about starting this guild. And they're like, well, what's the name of it? And he goes, it's going to be the Solo Play Guild. And Gina says, that is the dumbest name I have ever heard of. <laughs> the dumbest G- name. Gina I've ever doesn't heard. give no shits. So she helps him come up with what w- will become the name of the guild. The Ajin Guild. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It actually means something. Ajin means something, and I don't mm-hmm. remember what it is. I think it's like to move forward or something like um, that. Well, Ajin is... A, a, yeah, Ajin is a genie. Y- yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but that, Ajin... That's, that's D-J-I-N-N. Yeah, but there's also um, another myth- mythical creature that's Ajin. But I, I believe that but I think a- Ajin right. is, it It might be, I can't remember if they say it's Chinese or something like that, but it's, I it, think it's Japanese. It, it means to move forward. Yeah. So she helps him come up with that name and the solo play guild name is Dead. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> much to, much to the chagrin of Jin Woo yeah. and to the elation of Jin Ho. <laughs> so the, um, the Knights Guild is trying to get the permit for an A-rank gate in their area. But because of the size of the gate and the power coming from it, the Hunters Association is having a lot of trouble giving them this permit because they don't have an S-rank hunter. So their president and vice president come up with the idea of recruiting Jin Woo. I mean, he's literally at the top of everyone's recruitment list. So they come to negotiate with Jin Woo and realize, ah, shit, this dude is literally recruiting people to start mm-hmm. his own guild. Yeah. And the packet for recruitment that they see on the top of his pile is Hey and Cha. Yeah. Which really freaks them out. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, if they're... It- so Jin, they, they offer Jin Woo 10%. Of or twenty percent of all the loot from this guild or mm-hmm. this gate, mm-hmm. and Jin Woo says, "No, you're not going to negotiate with me as an individual. You're going to negotiate with me as if I'm a guild. So we will be splitting this fifty-fifty." Good they, for him. And they reluctantly agree to it. Good for them. So he tells them that he will show up at the the gate the next next morning, I believe. 
Um, and they're like, oh, do you want us to send someone with you? Do you want to come with us now? And you can stay, like, we can put you up in a hotel or something. He goes, no, 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 I'll be there. Just tell me the time. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And he sticks a shadow in the president's shadow. Sticks oh. a soldier into that dude's shadow. Yeah. So he can just That's shadow That's such exchange. a smart way to do it. <laughs> so. Because can't he only exchange uh, in certain increments of time? Once he uses it, he has to wait three more hours to use it again. That, okay, that's what Which, I thought. That comes up at the beginning of the next book because there's a. The book ends with three high school boys finding a gate in a seldom used classroom within their school. That perked my ear up. As the as they are looking at the gate, it breaks, Ooh. and orcs begin funneling out and slaughter the three boys. This is in Jinha's high school. And she is there. And that's how the book ends. Why would you leave me on such a sad note? Oh no. Jinha. Remember, though, Jinha does have protectors. Because that he, is true. Because he took oh, all yeah. of Fang's elite guards from the, the high red orcs. Yeah, and he said, stay with her, and watch he her. Put, he put them in her shadow. Yeah. So that she always has protection. Mm-hmm. So at least to an extent, she is still protected until he could get there. Right. Because no matter the distance, his shadows can always communicate with him. Yeah. And he's over time strategically placed shadows in places and he can even see through their eyes to see what they see because there's there's a there's a scene in the next book mm-hmm. where he checks in on Hayen because he's got a shadow in her in her shadow and she's in the shower <laughs> oh step bro <laughs> Shadow bro. Shadow bro, what are you doing here? Could you oh, imagine no. if in that moment he he selects that shadow for shadow exchange? Oh, I would die. Oh my god. Oh, I would die. So yeah, so that is how Solo Leveling Volume 4 ends. This was such a good book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have a little bit to go, but it is such a good book. Yep. I, I love this series. I'm so glad we, we started this and we got into it. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that you enjoyed it as much as I do. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I've got, an, I got an, a newer series that I've been getting into that is kind of reminds me a little bit of solo leveling, but not as much mm-hmm. um, that I think we're going to get into. And I've been reading a lot of it and actually doing the audiobooks for it as well. And the first, like, was it, what was it? The first three Maybe the first four were kind of like lighthearted and kind of silly. And then I think it's in the fifth book. It takes a really fucking sharp letter. It's at the end of the fourth book, like the middle of the fourth book. It takes Mm -hmm. a really fucking sharp left turn and gets super fucking serious. Interesting. And like people are getting fucking murdered and like. Holy this shit. One chick almost gets raped and it's like, whoa. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the beginning before the beginning after the end. Oh, you did tell me about that. It's really good though. It's really yeah. fucking good. So 
That is uh, Soul Leveling Volume 4. Good job. You did. You went through it good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. So, Miss Tiller. Yes, sir. Any shootouts? I, I'm going to rephrase that. Shoutouts. Um, yeah. That was a good thing you thought you did. Um, I don't think so. Maybe just Agnes. The Agnes Christie's. Agnes Christie. Well, since you gave your shout out to a cat, I'm going to give mine to another because she's been sick. And it's my one of my other god cats, and it's Miss Mosby. Oh, poor Miss Mosby. Her name's actually Mosey, but I just call her Mosby. Okay. Jeff and Rachel can't understand why I, I give their cats nicknames. <laughs> like, they have Mosey and Remy, and I call them Mosby and Remsky. Hmm. You didn't give Aggie a nickname to an extent. I gave her Agnes, Agnes, Agatha Christie. Yes, you did. I guess you did. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, it's not, like, crazy. And Franny has recently, for me, become Bitness. Oh, true. Yeah, the Bitness. The Bitness. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to follow like and subscribe to the show on all platforms where you listen so you can stay up to date on our most recent episodes that are coming out um follow us on social media platforms we've are on instagram and off the books podcasts mm-hmm. we have a facebook page as well um, TikTok. we have tiktok uh you can follow taylor at taylor cough 99 i'm not really a good follow because i never post anything on instagram no. um or or tiktok if you want to show love to his account, just follow me. Yeah. And DM, say, this is for Brandon. <laughs> I'll know. Yeah. If only I could, like, just... Well, I guess I can, like, repost things on TikTok. But, you can. But it doesn't really show to my page that you I've reposted can, it. You can share also, like, repost onto Instagram. Yeah. So you should probably so, do that. Yeah, because I send you and Danny out TikToks all the time. Mm-hmm. So um i'm tired so i'm not going to go through the list but uh we love you all and uh just tell your friends family enemies and lovers about the show so uh thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week bye guys